Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Stephen Morris. I'm the CEO and founder of Renowned Leadership. And as always, it is amazing to have you all here. And I am so excited to always bring you guys amazing guests. And today is no exception. Today, I bring you Ferris Arenke. He is coming to you with an amazing formula that he's developed that is uh, IQ times EQ times FQ equals success. What is FQ, you ask? got to listen and find out but this formula is life-changing it is amazing and uh i can't you know wait to actually start applying it effectively in my life and i know you'll do the same uh, once you hear what it is so without further ado here's me here's ferris here we go All right, my renowned fam, welcome back to the Renowned Leadership Podcast. As always, I'm bringing you the hot fire. And today I got my boy Ferris hailing all the way from London, England. How are you doing today, Ferris? Hey, Stephen, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm all the better for being with you and the listeners today. <laughs> that is awesome, my man. So, I, you know, it's funny because when I, I was pretty, I remember talking to you a little bit before we scheduled this uh, via email. And I, I remember yeah. you telling me you're uh, either Irish or English or something. I knew you lived in that region. Yeah. And I was thinking about it today and it's been raining cats and dogs all day. And it, <laughs> it reminds me very strongly of just what a, a fall slash winter looks like in London. So I hope your yeah. weather is faring much better than mine is today. Do you know what? We have insanely warm weather here in London, probably the hottest uh, October ever. Uh, so it's it's a total role reversal because uh, uh, but we're not complaining over here. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry to everyone in Indiana and in the States where it's raining. But here in London, come on over. It's uh, nice and sunny. I'll have to take you up on that because this weather sucks. I am not about this life. I want my nice weather back. But anyway, so let's go ahead and dive right in first. Go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, tell people yeah. who you are, what you got going on. Yeah, I love to, Stephen. So I'm Faris Aranke. I'm the CEO and founder of a uh, consulting firm called Shia Ghetto Consulting. Now, Shia Ghetto is the Japanese word for a sharpening stone, because effectively what we do is we go into companies and we sharpen them. Uh, me and my team, we, uh, we it's all about bringing strategy and emotional intelligence because anyone can come up with an idea, but getting people to get excited by the idea and aligned in the senior leadership team is where the, uh, the magic's at. And that's what we do. So we get in the middle of teams. We help them make better decisions. Or we teach leaders to do what we do. Uh, and uh, it's super fun. We work with big corporates like Amazon and Heineken, uh, but we also work with a whole bunch of startups and uh, it's uh, it's a great place to be. That is that is so cool. And you got this little this interesting formula uh, for success that you've built, which is IQ times EQ times FQ. What's that? all about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was looking for a nice way to summarize to people. Uh, how you can be successful in life right and uh, it's from uh, it's my, from my sort of 20 years of working in strategy uh, for different companies and what I realized is you need three components right you need the IQ you need the great idea if you're going to be strategically successful right if, if whatever you want to achieve in life you need the great ideas to get there but that's not enough right a lot of companies or a lot of people just come up with a great idea if you cannot get others to buy into that idea and take them on the journey with you that's where the EQ comes in 
then you're not going to get anywhere because it's very hard to travel alone, right? So you need the EQ to tell, to get other people excited, get other people on board. And then finally, you need the FQ, which is focus quotient. You need to be focused to work on whatever your goal is and to deliver it. And so it's, uh, I often tell companies it's not enough to have one of these three things because a lot of companies go, don't worry, we've got the smartest people out there. We, we pay big bucks. But if you don't have that EQ and that FQ, you ain't getting nowhere. And the same, you can't just have nice people who get on with everyone. You need the great idea and the focus. And, and so, yeah, put those three together, then success equals IQ times EQ times FQ. And that's the formula. You said you came up with that throughout your journey. Like how yeah. I, I imagine that's how you live your daily life. Like it's so ingrained into you that like everything you do is measured by this formula. You know, it you is. have a decision to make and then boom, this formula inst instantly starts working. Is it like, like how did you, first of all, how did you get your team? You talked about your team. How did you get your team yeah. fully on board with the, with this, uh, I, well, with well, even it, with the formula, how, do you even have a name for it? I, I don't know. I, call it. I call it the success formula, right? Okay. Uh, I trade it as the success formula, and and it's a funny, funny story, Stephen. So I trademarked it, and you know, I just thought, hey, you know, first of all, I trademarked focus question because I was surprised there wasn't this this sort of uh, ability to talk about how how focused you are and measure it. Uh, so I, I trademarked that, and then I thought, let hey, this equation is great. Let's trademark it. And little did I know that a, a big multinational out of Belgium saw me trademark it and they sent a team of lawyers after me. And they said, look, you know, we want you to stop using this because because uh, their, their company was called IQEQ. And they said it's far too close to our company. And we we fought a sort of 18 month battle uh, and it was sort of David versus Goliath. But I'm glad to say sit here and tell you that we won. Uh, sure, it cost me tens of thousands of bucks. But uh, I won, and I'm here to tell the tale. Um, and so I'm going to use this in my formula a lot. But yeah, um, how did I get my team excited by it? Uh, a lot of the team that I have today, they they are seasoned professionals. They've been there, they've worked in companies, and they've seen what's gone wrong. And when I start talking to people about, hey, you need this and this, they go, yeah, 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 because they always think of the, where it went wrong, and they go, we were lacking that. That's why this company didn't work. That's why this leader couldn't get us to follow him into battle or you know and i'm talking metaphorically here right um so they could see instantly and they said that is such a nice way to summarize it I, and I, I love it i can go into companies and talk about it and you know what i, I talk about that trademark battle i actually at one point i thought about giving up because it was costing me a lot of money but you know what i had all my clients say hey we love this formula we buy into it don't give up we support you because for us, it's the easy way to describe how you're helping us. So actually, it, it became it became sort of a, a thing, right? A cause. And I was so happy to to go into battle and, and win. Yeah. yeah, everybody's happy to win their battles. Well, exactly, right? <laughs> but well, no, and I think that is such a a great story from for multiple reasons. Because in that story, it shows it summarizes the formula in itself, right? You had this great idea, right? Yeah. You can articulate it as you've proven here today very effectively. Yeah. I'm very impressed at how well you can articulate it. Good job, sir. Thank um, you, sir. <laughs> and then you have the buy-in, right? Like yeah. you you just explained the buy-in. So literally in that story, it proves that your, your formula works. Uh, and I think... 
like you, you can't you can't put a price tag on that when you have something that in itself proves it's worth to, to the clients like that that's that's pretty incredible dude that i'm a little jealous actually <laughs> thank you thank you sir uh you know and um sometimes you're fortunate sometimes just inspiration hits you but but you know you make your own luck and i'm sure you've got some great ways of explaining things and, and great things that you do uh, but maybe you just haven't thought about codifying them uh, and thinking about sort of you know making them your flagship thing but when I go into companies, I, I strip away stuff. I say, actually, the single greatest thing you can do for your strategy, and this is the FQ part, is do less. Do what yeah. you're doing really well. Simplify it. Make it clear for all your employees. We're going to do these three things and these three, three things only from now on, right? Because that will help them. That will help your business. So uh, what sounds simple, it's like the old Mark Twain quote. You know, I wrote you a, a long letter because I didn't have time to write you a short letter. Right. Yeah? Yeah, right? I wrote you a nice, simple formula, but that took me like four years, right? Uh, that's the honest truth. But you just see the nice formula and go, mm -hmm. I get it. But there's a lot of hard work to get there. I love what you said right there, that you go into companies and you strip things away. And I find myself doing the same thing with my clients. Like it's, we we feel, I, I, and I don't, I guess I've never really sat down to try to like, justify this, this reasoning that we have but for some reason especially the higher we get in our leadership journeys we feel like we need these big complex plans right and, and we need like all the all these complex wheels turning the cogs doing the things and the more complex we get the more insanity we induce into our formulas the yeah. more likely we are to get the wrong answer and for them to fail and yeah. I, I think that was that that was that was a bar. Like you just you pretty much dropped all the knowledge we need to drop today. We can talk about <laughs> you know, football the rest of the podcast because I mean that's so important. Yeah. Like simplify everything. Whatever you're doing right now, stop it. Stop. Yeah. And simplify. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, the, I... and real quick, keep that thought is that's why you can articulate it so well is you've, I feel like you've probably sat there and brought this down to the bare bones of what it has to be, maybe added in a little fluff to make it shiny and pretty. And then, then boom, you have this finished product. It's a finished diamond that you can sit and articulate. But if you had all the complexity that you could put in this formula into your system, into what you do, the insanity would be overload and you'd never get clients. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, I spent 15 years in consulting firms where it was drummed into us to take, you know, simplify your message. You know, you may be smart, but you're even smarter if you can communicate it to a, an eight-year-old, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's what, I, that's what I do, right? And I, I challenge my teams and I challenge my, my clients. I say, every word you put on a document, I'm going to charge you $10,000, right? You're going to use less words. You're going to find ways to explain stuff a lot simpler, right? When you when you suddenly look at a document like that, you're like, damn, man, I'm going to use it. And instantly you can take a third of the words out of anything you've ever written in your life. When you start thinking of it like that. I'm going to start that. doing that. That's, that's freaking brilliant, bro. Like that is the new rule for my team and I. Like that is, that is brilliant. And you're absolutely right because so much stuff we say especially especially in you know official memos and things 
Like it's all nonsense and means absolutely nothing. And, you know, when I started learning like corporatisms and like how to work in, you know, with executives and things like that, one of my mentors, she told me, she's like, watch this. She's like, uh, and I can't remember her term for it. She has a special name for these, these phrases, but it's, she's like, I can tell you what they're going to say before they say it. Yeah. And she would be, she would be like me, maybe two words off. Yeah. And and it's, it's insane because it's all the same nonsense that means absolutely nothing. Yeah. In, in, in many ways, I've got a really good friend who's deaf, right. And, uh, uh, his dad made him learn to lip read. Mm -hmm. So when we were kids and we were hanging out, I was like, dude, this must be so tiring for you. You've got to read every word of everyone's lips. And he said, no, 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 no. I only kind of tune in like 50% of the time because human beings are very predictable, right? They always say the same things, right? If we're talking about the weather, I know they're going to talk about the rain. They're going to talk about the sun. He said, it's only confusing if they switch completely from talking about the weather to talking about their washing machine. And, and it was then that it clicks is that actually we, we look for common patterns and we say the same things over and over, right? So actually, you know, human beings get lazy and only listen to 50%. So you need to make things 50% simpler. Right. absolutely uh, yeah and like that little meme that goes around i'm sure you've seen it where it's like you know the words are kind of jumbled up a little bit or yeah. the letters in the words and it's because yeah. we only read like the first what is it the first three or four letters of a word and we just our yeah. brain automatically assumes what that word is and we move on yeah so i mean yeah, yeah. same concept like just yeah man simplify 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 so one of Success is something I've been harping on a lot because the world's version of success really ticks me off. It's cars, it's mansions, it's it's fat bank accounts, which all those things are great. I'm not against them, yeah. but I feel like it's got us chasing um, this unattainable version of success or not unattainable even just what, you know, it's not going to fulfill you, you know you as a person you as an organization or as a company yeah so when when you talk about success what what is do you, do you help your clients actually redefine what success means to them because a yes. lot of times i find it's it's completely like they think they know what they want but actually what they want is over here is over here yeah yeah i mean um so my equation doesn't it, it all hinges upon the clients knowing what is success for them. And I, I say to them, I literally don't care what success is for you. So I'm not a, I'm not a sort of life coach to, uh, but <laughs> yeah, you could tell me that it's to arm every child in the U S right. I personally, I'll think that's despicable or whatever. Right. You know, but, or, you know, or increase sales of tobacco, or whatever. I, but if that's what you tell me is the thing, then I will, you know, use my equation to help you get there. Now I might, you know, I might as a sidebar say like, that's a terrible vision to have, mm-hmm. right? But but, um, but to have no vision is even more criminal, right? To just do stuff. So many companies I walk into are just doing stuff. Or even worse, they're doing stuff that doesn't equate to their vision they said they want to achieve. Because too many companies just um, are, are, are supply-driven rather than demand-driven, right? Right. It's, uh, it's the difference between I, I ate a cookie because I'm hungry as opposed to I eat a cookie because it just happens to be there. In fact, if I'm if I'm following that, I'll probably eat the whole packet of cookies, right? 
you've got to intentionally go after stuff rather than just take it because it happens to pop up in front of you. Now, a lot of companies do that and it may sound bonkers, but that's what they do. They go, oh, well, we entered the US, you know, we entered the Chinese market just because because an opportunity came up, not because we wanted to, or we happened to build this product for the, those reasons. So so have a clear vision, whatever it is. Obviously, I, I'd love it. It was something great and and, and helping. And mm-hmm. and we and you know, I spend a lot of time there helping them, you know, and it could take two weeks. I say, look, we're not going to leave this room until you have a really clear vision that you're all bought into and you can all articulate in the same way. And then boom, we can apply the equation. Yeah, that was that was that was kind of my where I was going with that is is yeah. like we have this this idea of what we want, but we never fully and or we never dig deep enough to fully understand what it means, and yeah. that really frustrates me uh, from a leadership standpoint. Yeah, because uh, you know, you know, and or you and you've talked about it a little bit. A, a good successful leader is going to be very articulate. They're going to be able to take the company's vision, with that vision, create their own vision, and then communicate that vision and get their buy-in of their people. And so, you know, if you're a mid-level manager at Amazon, right? Yeah. The com- you know, the company, you don't get to control what the company vision is, but yeah. you you have to work in that realm and create your own vision, um, yeah. which is something I, I work with my clients a lot on is helping them create their own because most of the time when you ask them, it's whatever the company uh, says awesome. that their vision should be. And so I I was just curious about that. And so the next thing I want to dive into is uh, the balance of your equation, right? Because I feel like the balance is pretty heavy because I'm going to try me personally, and I know this is totally the wrong answer. I'm going to try to take on all these, all three of these things myself. Okay. And it's like, Like (laughs) but I feel like that's pretty overbearing. It is. Um, is. (laughs) How did you learn to balance it in your life? So all of life is a a marathon, not a sprint, right? And the the number one thing, you know, what FQ teaches you is is don't try and take on too much at once, right? So at any one point and, and, and different things you're trying to achieve in your life, you will be out of balance in one of those three parts of your equation, right? So, uh, you know, look at your personal life, say, say you're really, you want to get fit, right? You might have all the equipment and all the ideas on how to get fit. So you're good on the IQ part, but actually you you have the low motivation to do it. So you're low on the EQ part. But then maybe you know it comes to your your job and you're you're super social and you have everyone on board with your team, but actually you don't have great ideas. So you know in that realm you're low on the IQ part, right? Uh, so I, in every part of your life there'll be a dimension that is the weakest. And there'll be a dimension that's the strongest. Now, what I tend to say is pick the weakest and work on it. You know, fill in the gaps. Um, you'll get more bang for your buck. Uh, because, you know, I go into a lot of companies and they have great IQ. They don't need any help there. They've got loads of great ideas, really smart people working on it. But you know what? Those people are probably really terrible at articulating it to others. You know, I've got a client. He's a fantastic engineer. He's built a company single-handedly you know, built an amazing coffee machine, but he cannot talk to other people for, for you know, uh, with conviction for anything. He hates it. He loves just staying in a room on his own, but now he has 60 employees 
He needs more EQ. He needs to be able to walk the floor and tell them about his vision rather than sit in a dark room. So you know, find find the pillar that is the weakest in that aspect of your life. And the good news is you can develop all three of those pillars. Right. And it just takes time. Yeah, now, for, for your friend with the coffee yeah. machine, would you would you stray away from or would you advise him to while he's building that skill set to hire somebody to kind of fill that skill set in for him? Yeah, I would. I would. Depending on the pressing need, I'd, I'd say hire someone. You know, offset it, but but work on it yourself. Um, uh, be, you know, and and that's exactly what we did in that situation. You know, he he effectively hired me to help him communicate and sort of uh, uh, script all the times he needed to talk and stand behind him and say, "You need to go and do this now. You need to." But in the meantime, I was fleshing out coaching him. So that he didn't need somebody to literally tell him, right, like a Serrano de Bergerac, you're right, go do this, go do that. Um, and he, he's come a long way, right? We've worked together for six months. You know, he's a different person, right? He'll never be a man who naturally uh, loves going in front of audiences and talking to them. And that's okay. But he's a lot better than he was. And he has a great lieutenant now who does a lot of that heavy lifting. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. But I, and I think, I just want to hammer hammer home like it, it is so important to never stop developing yourself as a person as a leader um yeah. even if you can hire someone to help manage this formula you still like you said you need to constantly develop your own skill set um yeah and, and it's probably you know it's kind of a little bit um how do I say so it's a little bit away from my philosophy. I, I'm more of a focus on your strengths, develop okay. weaknesses, focus heavy on strengths. Yeah. Um, but no, I totally agree. Still, you know, you need to develop those, those, you need to be at least functional in, in the yeah. other skill sets in order to be successful. Yeah, I, I think you and I maybe differ a little bit, but I've always had the mindset in my own personal life is to learn a little. I always say I, I live my life like a 1930s actor, right? Before CGI and before special effects. If you were an actor in the 1930s, like Errol Flynn, you had to learn a little bit of every skill. So if, if you had to ride a horse, you actually had to learn how to ride a horse. If you had a fight in a sword fight, you had to learn how to do a sword fight, right? You couldn't rely on special effects. So I like to live my life like that. I learn a little bit of every skill because I don't want to go to a mechanic and him tell me a bunch of stuff and I don't understand it at all. And he then charges me 10 grand bill. Right. You know, so I learn, I, I'm the kind of idiot who'll learn a little bit of coding, a little bit of each language, a little bit of mechanics, uh, just so I can bluff my way or at least understand when somebody's talking to me about it. I, I I love that philosophy. I find it very fascinating because I am the exact opposite of that. Um, <laughs> I know nothing about mechanics and it's funny because my dad is a mechanic um all right <laughs> but i know i know nothing i, I can change my own oil i can change it okay. i can do the basic stuff like a guy yeah. should be able to well, do that's more than a lot of people yeah <laughs> but um if you start talking about you know lifters and rods and stuff like that i'm like <laughs> what <laughs> like you know so much i don't know um, and I'm, but I'm okay with it too, because yeah. I, I, I guess how I facilitate, um, not developing those skill sets is I surround myself with people that 
are heavily developed in those skill sets that I can yeah. lean on when I need to. Um, yeah. yeah. And that, that that's how I kind of manage that. Oh yeah, com- completely. I, you know, if you, if you keep trying to bluff your way and doing things badly, it's, it's a bit like the first year of my company, I did my own accounts, right. Uh, so that I could <laughs> learn, I could learn what was happening in terms of the cash flow and everything. But then as soon as it became too, you know, I, once I'd gone through that learning curve, I got myself a good accountant. Right. So now I know how to talk to them and I know the, the ins and outs of my company, but I'm not going to spend day to day doing those accounts. Right. That's not worth my time uh, and leave it to an expert. Yeah, uh, I, I do understand that. And I'm, I am, I guess when it comes to my company, I am similar in that way. Like when it came to yeah. like website design and stuff, I, I did it all myself initially. Um, but I think that was out of necessity rather than want to. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, everybody, I just want to interrupt the podcast really, really quick and uh, take a minute to tell you all about the brand new Renowned Coaching System. This is a system I've personally designed and put a lot of thought and effort and love into. It's an amazing system. Let me tell you real quick why it's an amazing system, because you get real-time analytics. You get to see exactly where you were when you started, where you currently are, and how close you are to achieving that ultimate goal that you set at the very beginning. You get analytics for everything. More importantly, the accountability with this system is the best you'll find anyplace else in the world. I get to see everything that's going on and make sure that you are staying accountable to the goals you set. It's it's truly powerful. You guys just got to see it for yourself. Go to renownedleadership.com. Go to the top right-hand corner, click book a call. You'll get to come talk to me personally, and I will personally give you a tour of this system. It is truly amazing. It's one of a kind, and it's truly, truly powerful. I'm so excited. I can't wait to show you all that's uh all i got to say about it so let's get back to the podcast so i mean yeah. i just you know yeah. it is what it is but it is. so your background is pretty extensive as well because you've worked in um education you've worked in yeah. the energy sector um yeah your your yeah. your career's taking you all over the place yeah well it's it's linked to that sort of variety and learning a bit you know if I, if i take people back on my journey so it all started as a high school teacher uh, I used to teach uh, economics and math, right? So uh, okay. a lot of my skills today are trying to get an 11 year olds to uh, give a damn about math and understand it. You're right, Eve. The toughest audience in the world, as I say. So by the time you get into the corporate world, it's easy, right? CEOs, <laughs> CFOs, they're nothing like those 11 year olds. Uh, so I, I did five years of that and it took me around the world, actually, uh, Stephen. Uh, I lived in Latin America. I lived in South Asia. I lived in the Middle East. Uh, absolutely loved it and, and little did I know I was absorbing cultures and, and a lot of what I do today is is culturally awareness and uh, and anyway once I left that I uh, I had a period of like what am I going to do in my life I tried a few jobs I tried I tried working for the police I I tried being a journalist what did you uh, do for I, the police I, I was a civilian uh, support officer I was project managing crime here in the UK so uh, when I when crimes happen they actually hand it to civilians to project manage make sure there's evidence collected make sure that uh, you know witnesses are interviewed and uh, and uh, and you see it through the system and then you pull in police officers and forensics as you needed uh, so it was fascinating to learn about the criminal system uh, and to see it from that point of view as a project manager um, that's interesting I didn't know the UK worked like that that's that's how the UK works yeah and some so, so uh, but I often joke that you know if uh, you ever work in a sausage factory you don't eat sausages uh, once you've worked for the police you, you're like 
Mm, okay, I know how it works now. So, uh, <laughs> um, 100%. But, yeah, 100%, right? But uh, actually, where I ended up, I ended up joining an energy company. Uh, and uh, I worked my way through that energy company. And so I learned all about oil and gas, big uh, electricity, power, uh, fascinating. And I ended up in their strategy team doing some you know great work around the world, building power plants and that sort of thing. Um, and then I got approached to join um, consulting. Uh, so kind of doing the same thing, but a, for a variety of clients as opposed to just one, uh, staying mm -hmm. in one company. I absolutely love that variety. And it kind of goes back to what I said about learning a little bit about everything. I loved going into companies, learning the, the, the mechanics and the, you know what, what made them tick and, and, and improving that. Um, and I did that 12 years before I, uh, I got the confidence to set up my own company. That's an that's an incredible journey, and man, it's so funny. I I I didn't know about the police part. I knew about the education and energy and stuff. I didn't know about the police part. That's crazy, um, and I totally agree. Uh, people ask me why why I hate the government so much, and it's because yeah. I worked for it for so long. Um, yeah. You know, like just yeah, you, you learn how you know the 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 good, the bad, and the ugly, and yeah. I'm good. So totally get that. Yeah. So uh, one of the things I want to kind of finish off with is um, yeah. something I, I know you can talk a little bit about, and that is work-life balance. Yeah, um, sure. That, that's such a big topic nowadays. And it, and it kind of frustrates me. Um, I'm really, in, before I tell you my take on it, I'm really in, interested to hear your take on work-life balance. I think uh, I think it's super important, right? Uh, and it, it means something different to everybody, right? I come from a world of consulting, which is the same as law and banking, where the people who sign up to it, their expectations of life is is quite different to to somebody who just has a regular nine to five, right? And that's totally okay, as long as you it's your choice, right? It's that it's that magic phrase instead of instead of turn I've got to do something into I get to do this, right? And if, as long as it's a get to in your world, even if it seems bonkers to somebody else, then that's work-life balance, right? Um, and that will change throughout your life as you get a family, as you get other priorities. So constantly check in with yourself. Are you still in the get to? I get to do this? Or is it, damn, I got to do this. And my boss has told me I got to do this, right? Because as soon as it's more days like the latter, then something's not right in your work-life balance, right? Um, and for me... I was doing long hours and do you know what? Actually, people don't believe me. Since setting up my company, I've enjoyed, I've I've worked less. I've invested in uh, the friendships and the family and the quality time. And people think that's crazy. How can you run a small business and work less and do stuff? Um, but it totally makes sense to me because I don't have a boss anymore, right? I don't have a third of my time, which is what you realize, responding to what your boss or your company want you to do. Um, that probably goes nowhere. Like you know, sitting on sitting on performance reviews, sitting on um, you know committees to decide what color the canteen should be or whatever. Uh, all stuff that yeah sounds great, but just adds just chips away at your life. Yeah, it's it's your time up. Yeah, and that's actually I'm kind of relieved because it's similar to to my philosophy on it, and that okay. is um there's it's a myth there's no such thing um <laughs> in order for something to succeed something else has to sacrifice 
Yeah. Which is basically what you said, you know, what, what is your purpose at this given moment? And if it's, I get to, so, you know, which kind of goes to what I'm saying of, you know, what, what, what is, what is your goal? What is, what is the most important thing driving your life right now that you get to do? Uh, For me, it's my company. So my company absorbs a massive amount of my time. I'm not like you um, yet. I I eventually, I want to get to that point, but I'm not there yet. And so I know in order to get there, I do have to do this thing, which is fine because like what you said, I don't, I never thought of it that way. But now that I think about it, my mindset is I get to do this thing, which is really awesome. And I get to build this thing and watch it grow and pour my heart into it. Yeah. And, um, and you, will, as a, you will reap what you say, right? Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I, yeah, go. I was just going to say, you know, it's, I feel like a lot of people that, that believe they need to be balanced is mm-hmm. where the trap is and what, where they get sucked into this rat race. And I, I feel like if you just understand, like, look, okay, my electric bill's about to get shut off. I got to go work. Mm. You know, obviously your, your, your home life has to take a hit. Like, and that's okay. You're doing what needs to be done. And, yeah. But I feel like because we believe it needs to be balanced, that causes emotional stress. It causes physical stress. It causes you know, depression, all these things, because we're chasing something that you can't actually attain. If you think about it, a tree, in order for a tree to grow, what has to give? The soil suffers greatly for a tree to grow. Do you ever notice how most trees don't have grass growing immediately around them? It's because there's no nutrients there for grass to grow. The Mm. soil has got completely deprived for that tree to grow. And that's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of my philosophy on it. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on. And it, it's it's kind of linked to something we talked about earlier about vision and, and stuff. It's that disconnect between your actual vision for your life and what you're doing right now. Um, I often do an exercise with particularly senior people or, you know, anybody. Right. I say, look, write down for me right now what your top three priorities in your life are. Right. And just write them down. Right? It could be health. It could be family. It could be money, whatever. And I said, all right, now the second part of the exercise is no matter how successful you are, whatever you are in life, we all only have 168 hours in a week. So draw me a draw me a pie chart. Tell me how you're using 168 hours, right? You know, including the stuff like how much are you sleeping? How much are you spending time, uh, you know, uh, personal hygiene? How much of your time are you spending with your family? And, and, what, and, and compare it to what you tell me were the three most important things in your life. How honest are you with yourself, right? Uh, and when people actually see this one of two things happen they say actually i'm not doing the stuff that i say is important i need to change or they say actually i was lying to myself i say i want family and uh, community and religion but actually i'm spending all my time at work i'm actually more driven by money or i'm more driven by yeah and i said that's fine right just be honest with yourself don't go around writing three fake things that you think other people want to hear, right? Uh, because it's going to, it's, you're going to lie to people. They're not going to trust you anymore, but you're, you're lying to yourself, which is even worse. Absolutely. Oh man. Talk about driving a nail home. Like absolutely 100%. And 
one of my favorite things to do is I challenge people, um, go pick 10 random strangers and that they have to be complete strangers. Never seen you before. Just 10 random people. I know it's a little bit dangerous, but it's okay. You live in the UK. Um, okay. yeah. <laughs> so just pick 10 random people and go ask them simply, what is your purpose? Okay. And you, my, and I am very, very generous with this number because I've done it extensively. Um, but just to make it sound consumable, I give one person will actually give you a reasonable, good answer to what their purpose is. Yeah. Three people will give you a total empty, shallow answer that means absolutely nothing. It sounds good, but it means right. absolutely nothing. And then the other six will say, I have no clue. So how can you live life going to where you want your life to go if you don't know your purpose? And there's no right or wrong answer. My my purpose is different than your purpose. My mom's purpose were, were her kids, Us, yeah. you know, her four kids. That was my mom's purpose. She didn't need wealth. She didn't need money. She didn't need any of that. She needed her kids. Yeah, that was her sole purpose. And that's fine. Whatever your purpose is, but identify your purpose, know your purpose. And, and yeah. once you get your time aligned with your purpose, your success is going to skyrocket and it's going to become so much easier. You know, people talk about how hard it is to start a company. Mine wasn't actually that hard. I mean, I'm sure it was, but it doesn't feel like it was yeah. because right. I love every single second that I spend doing it. So it's not even a, it's not even hard for me. There doesn't seem that way. If that makes yeah. sense, I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, totally, totally. As soon as you love it, it eliminates a whole bunch of stuff that other people go, "Oh yeah, yeah." Actually, I really enjoy that, right? And um, and I was going to say, as you were saying that, you know, those those numbers and all of that that kind of feel it resonates with me because, um, you know, when I left my company, I had about 30 people reach out to me to say, God, what's it like, you know, from the company I just left to go, hey, what's it like uh, life on the outside? And and half of them wanted to hear that it was really good because they were they were risk takers and they wanted to do the same and they wanted to follow their, their vision. But the other half, which would really surprise me, were risk averse and they wanted to hear it was terrible on the outside. So to reconfirm that they should stay doing living, buying into somebody else's dream. Right. And that's mm -hmm. those are the, you know, when you talk about those six out of 10 people, the people who profit off them are the companies who hire them who go, it's great. You've got no vision because you're just going to stay here. Right. You're, you're going to be a benefit to us because uh, you haven't worked out yet what you really want to do. Right. When the sad, I, I guess it, it's, it's really hard for me to say this. I guess the sad part is we need, you know, there, I guess there's really no way to change the, the, the mindset of those people, um, which is heartbreaking for me because that's kind of my goal. Like I want to change. I want to make them realize like, dude, all you have to do is tolerate a little bit of pain. That's it. It's, it's not as bad as people. And like you were saying, like, how bad is it? It's not that bad. It's scary. Mm -hmm. Sure. It hurts a little bit, but it's really not that bad once you get going. And it just it, it breaks my heart that so many people are just so scared of failure that it holds them back 
and they'll never achieve the greatness that, that was destined in their life. I, you know, if people, if it weren't for fear, fear, I'm pretty sure cancer would be cured already. Like, you know, oh, starvation, man. starvation went, well, I mean, think about it. How many people have great ideas and never pursue them? Yeah, well, that's that's true. But you know, that's why you need. That's why you need the three elements. You need the focus as well, right? It's the, it's the great right. ideas, but and but you know, just 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 to sort of you know be a little bit devil's advocate and build on your thing. Yeah, you, you your your vision doesn't have to be through your work, right? I I you know I know many great people who who just do a nine to five so that they can do a vision somewhere else, you know, and it could be the investing right. in their. Or you know, but have a vision, have something that makes you passionate. If it if you're dull in in every part of your life, then that's not a great place to be. Yeah, I guess I did come off that way. I didn't mean to, because um, yeah. like I said, like my mom's vision was her kids. I had nothing to do yeah. with work. I had nothing to do with exactly. anything other than the family unit. Um, yeah, and that's okay. Um, yeah. my, and my mom did work a, a, a part time job most of my life, yeah. and that's okay. But um, I'm talking about the people that just meander through life and, and yeah. never have a clear path or clear purpose. And that that's what I'm talking about. And it breaks my heart because yeah, I get that. They'll they'll yeah. never be truly happy. I guess. And, and it all goes back to my story. I guess I didn't, you know, when I left the military after 16 years. <clears throat> I hit this really bad wave of depression um, okay. and it lasted about three and a half years because I had, I completely lost my purpose. My entire adult life from the age of 18 was the military. It was my, my brothers, sisters in the military. It was, you know, going to Iraq, Afghanistan, going, you know, doing these missions, all these things. That was my purpose. And then, you know, in 2017, it got taken away from me and I, completely lost my purpose i lost my vision i lost my identity and so that that depression crushed me until i found what i'm doing now and you know i'm back back on top baby <laughs> but and, and i i just you know i, I want to try to convey that to as many people as yeah. i can like as soon as you get your vision your purpose like you know and i love your formula i absolutely love it um because it speaks right into it like once you have that man you're soaring whether it's your personal life your you know your leading life your company life like whatever it is like once you have those things humming you're unstoppable yeah yeah that's great yeah no i completely agree with you uh you know unleash it go forth and great things will happen Awesome. So we're running out of time, Ferris. Um, yeah. I want to thank you, my man, for, for joining me today. Um, uh, and before I let you go, though, um, all my guests, they, they get the final word of wisdom, um, yep. which is my, my final question is what, what advice do you have on how people can lead like champions? I think uh, leading like champions, uh, first of all, what we've talked about, have a vision of what champion means to you. But to unlock really great things as a champion, go forth and you know, here's something. Just listen a little bit more and ask one more question than you normally would. And great mm. things happen if you do those two things, uh, unlocking IQ, EQ and FQ. So, 
yeah listen for 10 percent more than you would and ask one more question than you normally would and just sit back and see the results i, I will translate that into just shut your mouth and listen to what people <laughs> have to say shut up and listen <laughs> right and I, yeah. I mean you're absolutely right that is great advice i feel like man yeah yeah this, i won't even get like i could rant on that for an hour <laughs> people just need to shut up we'll uh, save that for the next podcast yeah you need to follow that advice and this uh... <laughs> right so i mean all right ferris i appreciate you so much man um oh duh totally forgot how can people find you and get in touch with you yeah definitely right I, i'm gonna i'm gonna fire out two ways they can get in touch with me so my company is called Shiagato, which is the Japanese word for a sharpening stone. So look up shiagato.com and I'm sure, Stephen, you'll put that in the in the notes. Uh, the other way is, come find me on LinkedIn. I spend a lot of time there, disproportionate. There's only one Farah Saranki on LinkedIn, of which I'm super proud. Uh, come and follow my daily yeah, posts and uh, yeah, slip me a message. I love chatting about all the topics we talked about and uh, look forward to hearing from all of you. Fantastic. And like Ferry said, absolutely 100%. I'm going to have all his links in the bio and the description. Whatever platform you're on, you know the rant. They're down below. So go check those out. Go hit him up on LinkedIn. Shoot him whatever questions you have. Get in contact. Um, I truly appreciate it, Ferris. Uh, your time, most valuable, man. Truly from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, sir. Thank you to you, Stephen. All right, everybody. So that's going to wrap up this week's of the po episode of the podcast. I'll talk in a second. That's going to wrap up this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Stephen Morris, and he is Ferris Aranki. Yeah. Ooh, nailed it. Nailed it, baby. <laughs> All right, everybody. I'll see you all next week. And don't forget, in the meantime, lead like a champion. Goodbye. How I try to sleep, but you're deep in my mind. Got a hold of me When I'm awake, I'm all blind All right, everybody, that wraps up this week's episode. I uh, got another episode coming out tomorrow because tomorrow is Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, first of all, early Thanksgiving. And then check back again tomorrow uh, after you eat the turkey and uh, you're just kind of chilling, relaxing in between football games or whatever the case may be. Check out the episode tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. I can't, like, it, it's, this was one of my favorite all-time guests coming up tomorrow. So make sure you check that out. But anyway, uh, for today, make sure you uh, scroll down to the bottom. Uh, all of Ferris's links are going to be down there. Make sure you go give him some love. Make sure you go dig into the, the formula of his. It, it is just powerful, uh, man. Uh, I don't I don't know how we've functioned without really understanding this formula like like he explained it. It's man, it's gonna be life changing for me. I just know it. And then once you're done doing that, head over to renownedleadership.com, give me some love, click the talk to a coach now button at the top middle of the screen. That's gonna take you directly to my calendar and you get to come talk to me for an hour about, you know, your life and getting to where you want your life to be. And uh, we'll see how much value I can uh, add to your life and, and help you through. So make sure you check that out. And uh, I will see you all tomorrow. If I don't see you all tomorrow, I will see you all next week at the regular time. And never forget, in the meantime, lead like a champion. Goodbye, everybody. Today.